Okay, good morning everyone, welcome back. Uh, good morning and a good vach. We are continuing with our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program with the halachas of Kibbut of Aim. This, this week, we are wrapping up Kibbut of Aim. This is our final week for Kibbut of Aim. Um, that's right, that's a big wow and a big, uh, we should make a seam in fact, because uh, we should have looked for a sponsor for the seam. Um, next week maybe, we'll have a sponsor for a nice seam for the halachas of Kibbut of Aim. The next week we're going to begin a new topic. New topic next week. New topic. And uh, as we go further with uh, we're late, with our Baruch Hashem, our newest and Baruch Hashem, very successful iteration and uh, incarnation of uh, the Sunday morning breakfast and learn program, the Chavrusa time, the Shir time. Yashikayich to everyone who has made it so successful, all of our Chavrusas and all of our dedicated Kail team and uh, everyone else. And Yashikayich uh, to the Rebbe, as always. Shkayich Rebbe, the Achsan Yishol providing us with the Achsan Yishol over here. Uh, so, so, this, this uh, Aim wraps up over here in Reish Mem Aleph. That's what we're going to be discussing this morning. Reish Mem Aleph basically is about two Isurim that are related to Kibbutz Aim, and as they have, they show up in Halacha, and that is the Isur of Mikalel. There are really three Isurim over here. Mikalel, of the Imai, cursing one's parents. Maka, of the Imai, hitting one's parents, wounding one's parents. And Makla, of the Imai. Um, disgracing one's parents. So there's klala, haka, and kolloin. Wounding, beating them up, beating up your parents, you're not allowed to do that. Cursing them, you're not allowed to do that. And disgracing them. Three separate isurim, and they actually have three different consequences. Uh, the einish for cursing one's parents, that's an isur daraisa, mekal of vima, the einish for that is chiv misa, bezin will kill a, a child for cursing his parents. Uh, the chiv misa is skila, stoning. Haka, hitting one's parents, also comes with a death penalty, and that's chenek. You get chenek for hitting your parents. Makle, makle, which is disgracing one's parents, does not come with the death penalty, but that comes with an oror. Oror makle of the imo, you get a divine curse, which probably not something you want to get. Doesn't come with the death sentence from Bezdin, but it comes with oror. So there's a special oror, a special curse that the Torah gives for this makle of the imo. Cursed is one who disgraces um, and, and, and debases his parents. So let's go through the halachic discussions over here of uh, those three. Um, haka. First of all, when it comes to hitting one's parents, what's the definition of haka, of a maka? So the Gemara makes it clear that the definition of a haka, of wounding one's parents, is a, a, a wound that draws blood. It has to draw blood, but blood doesn't mean blood necessarily. It has to break the surface of the skin. Even blood that pools beneath the surface of the skin, which means capillaries and stuff like that was broken beneath the surface of the skin, just the blood didn't escape, that's called a hako. So if blood was released, whether that came to the surface or didn't come to the surface, that's called a wound, a chabura. Um, hurting one's parents in a way that doesn't cause any blood to be released, any blood flow, any blood to, to clatter, to pool, that's not within this isidoraisa. Obviously still prohibited based on all the other halachs that we've had till now, but that's not a chiv misa. The chiv misa is when you cause uh, uh, them to bleed above the surface or beneath the surface. So black and blue mark, that is a chiv misa, that's a chiv chenek. So um, right off the bat, there's a question. We've seen that in Kibbutz of Aim, in Kavit and Yira, a parent has the ability, has the right to be moichel. A parent can be moichel on their covet, a parent can be moichel on their Yira. A parent can say, you know what? Call me by my first name. It's not recommended. We, you know, it's not a good idea to do that with your children. But technically speaking, you can say, you know, you know what, you can sit in my seat. 
You can sit in my seat. Is that recommended in Chinuch? No, I don't think so. We discussed this as well. But you could technically do that. A parent can be Michael on his covet. You know, we, we talked about this in other, other areas where this comes up. Give Zaydi first. I'm Michael on my covet. I want you to serve Zaydi first. It's a beautiful thing. Good. You tell your parents, you tell, tell your children to be, to serve Zaydi before they serve you. Um, you can be Michael on covet. You can be Michael on your old halachs that we've had till now. What about these three, the big three over here? Klala, Haka, and Kalan. Can you be Michael on that? Can you tell your kid, you know what? I, I, I let you, uh, punch me in the jaw. I let you, um, you know, stab me. I, I let you do that. I'm Michael. This is mechila work. So there's a, a, a very, very big debate about this. Um, it's big because Kemat, everyone says mechila doesn't work. And there's a das yachid, there's one opinion out there that says mechila does work. The parent has the right to waive this and the parent, the parent does have the ability to grant his child rishus, permission to wound or, or curse or disgrace them, but cannot everyone else, nearly all the other sheets, say, no, it doesn't work. You cannot, wait, this, this functions differently. COVID, the Torah allows me to, to be Michael on my COVID, because that's there to, uh, to, to benefit me. Yira is there, again, to benefit me. But hitting me, it's not about benefiting me, the Torah wants my child to have a certain, you know, to, 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 to function in a certain way, that's nothing to do with me, that's the Rebbeinah giving him a mitzvah, giving him a, a prohibition, he's not allowed to beat me up, He's not allowed to curse me. It has nothing to do with my relationship with him. That's about Bain Adam le Makam. I can't be Michael on that. So Kemat, all, all the place can say that. And there is Lechaira, solid backing for this from the Gemara itself, which we're, we're going to shift sideways in a moment. And um, Shulchan Aruch doesn't address this specifically if Mechila works or it doesn't work. But it seems to be implicit from Shulchan Aruch as well that Mechila does not work and therefore a parent doesn't have the right to tell his child, I give you permission to wound me. It doesn't work. Even if the parent says that, it's still going to be a chiv misa. Even if the parent says, you can curse me, it's still going to be a chiv skilo. Even if the parent says, you can disgrace me, it doesn't help over there. Now, what's the proof? So let's just shift sideways now. Um, the question arises, you know, good, cursing your parents, it's not something that, you know, really is going to be so practical to trying to find a way around that. The Torah says, you're not allowed to curse your parents, we accept that, we're not looking for that But what about wounding your parents? Now, again, we don't want to beat our parents up, um, but but obviously when you get into the realm of medical procedures, this becomes a very, very, very uh, significant topic over here. What if, you know, you, you, you have a, a parent who needs injections? They need injections. Um, and they're visiting you, and, and uh, they want you to give them their uh, insulin shot. Now, you give someone a shot, you give someone an inje- injection that can draw blood. Um, what if your parent gets a splinter? And they say, Shafalo, can you take the splinter out? I want you to take the splinter out. You take a splinter out, you draw blood. What if your parent gets a cut? You want to bandage the cut. And when you bandage the cut, you push down on the area where, where they're bleeding and, and some blood comes out. You just made your parent bleed. What about a haircut? A haircut. Excellent. Giving your parent a haircut. Now, when you cut hair, that doesn't make anyone bleed, right? You keep reassuring your kids that every single time. Who gives their kids... Haircuts at home over here. We all do, right? So, what? No? Okay, we'll find you someone who gives their kids... We'll save you a lot of money. Really, very. Until your kids insist on going to professional barbers, you don't send them to professional barbers. Anyway, okay. <clears throat> that's the rule. That's how... That's how that's, uh, anyway. Um, so, cutting the hair itself, you know, your kids are terrified in the, initially when you give them haircuts because, you know, it's going to hurt. It's going to make them bleed. No, cutting hair doesn't make them move. But... When you do the stuff in the back over there, very often 
that uh, can abrade the skin, make it make it red, and sometimes even little pinpricks of blood will come. You know, you, you get a little too close, and in, in, in trimming in the back, you, that can happen. Um, you, you draw little little pinpricks of blood. And there's no shear. There's no um, minimum amount of blood when it comes to a chabur. Even a little pinprick of blood is called drawing blood from your parents. So this Rib Shimon is 100% correct. We have to throw this in here as well. What if your parent wants you to give them a haircut? So, so, so on the one hand, the Torah says, the Torah says, Isha Yaka of Ima Yamus. If you if you wound your parents, you have to be put to death. What do we do with that vis-a-vis medical procedures? And all the above cases. So the emphasis this is discussed in the Gemara. And the Gemara actually brings down a drush. The Gemara discusses this very Shiloh. What if your parent gets a splinter? You get a splinter, and they want you to take the splinter out. Is that going to send you to the, 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 the chair? Is that going to give you the death sentence? Is that going to give you a chiv chanek if you take a splinter out from your parents and you make them bleed? So the Gemara says it doesn't... You, there's no chiv misa. In fact, it's mutter. It's mutter to perform medical procedures on your parents. There's no breach of kibbutz aim. The Gemara brings in a drash of We learn from that what are the parameters of not wounding your parents? Only something that they don't want. Something that's not good for them. Something that's not beneficial. But if it's beneficial, we learn from that 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 defines, that sets the parameters of what you can, can't do to your parents. Anything that's beneficial for them, anything that's to their to their to their to their uh, best interest and not to their harm is not prohibited. So when is it prohibited? The uh, the act of making them bleed that is when it is not to their benefit. Stam beating them up, giving them a black and blue mark, cutting them, wounding them. That's when it's ulcer. But if it's to their benefits, medically beneficial for them, the tells me it's motor. So so far so good. That's great. So it means give them that injection. Uh, take out the splinter, give them the haircut. The problem is like this. The Gemara goes on to say that it brings down a whole slew of Amoyroim that were very reluctant, didn't want to do this, that, that always tr- found someone else to do it. The Gemara brings down um, Rav and Marbre de Ravina and Rivdimi and all kinds of Amoyroim who didn't take splinters out of their parents when they could, even though it's sanctioned, even though it's motor. So why, why, why do they not want to? So they said, the Gemara says like this, they were all concerned that they might do a little bit more than what's absolutely necessary. If as they take that, that splinter, whatever blood comes out with a splinter that's absolutely necessary, it's not a problem. But what if they make the parent bleed a little bit more than is necessary? They're giving that haircut, if you're very careful, you don't have to make anyone bleed when you give the haircut. Really, really, if you're being very careful. But what if they're not 100% careful and make little pinpricks of blood? I, I can't do that, I don't want to do it. The Gemara explains that since there's a concern, they may make them bleed more than necessary, then it's absolutely, absolute, uh, you know, bare minimum. They refrained from performing medical procedures on their parents because they didn't want to be nichnas, says the Gemara, to a, 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 a shigagas chenek, to chiv misa b'shoigeg. Now, they're not going to be chiv misa because you're only chiv misa when you, when you are intending to do an Aveira, and they're not intending to do an Aveira, they're trying to help their parents, but this is what we would call accidental, inadvertent, an inadvertent iser, and says the Gemara, being that they, you know, it's very difficult to know where to, where to draw that line, um, they may go a little bit too far, and they may do chiv chenek b'shoigeg inadvertently. So they said, "It's not kedai. We're not going to get involved. We'll find someone else to do it." Adkans. That's the end of the gemara here. So we see a number of things from the gemara. A, we see that meikar adin midaraisa a child is allowed to perform medical procedures on their parent, and it's not called maka of the imoy. 
And there's no chiv chenak, he's allowed to do it. He's, I'm not allowed to do it. He didn't gemara midah, right? So it's mutter. At the same time, we see that nobody wanted to do it. And, 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 and one after the next, they all said, we're not going to do it because they don't want to enter into a suffix chiv chenak b'shoigei. So they all stopped, and, and what the place can say, what we draw away from this Gemara, is that although, Midaraisi, you're allowed to perform medical procedures on your parents, Midarabon, you're not. There's an Issa Darabon. And, and, and that's how we understand this Gemara. From the fact that Gemara brings down three, four Amoyroim in a row, that wouldn't do it, the Gemara, the, the, the place can understand, the Rishonim understand from there, that this represents an Issa Darabon. Midarabon, we don't do it because of a Harchaka, because of a Shemir, we don't want to get too close to, to do, doing something that's Mamash Asr. So midrabanan you can't. Midaraisi, you're allowed to do procedures. Midrabanan you can't. We saw in the Ramah, what the Ramah say? Before the Ramah, before the Ramah. So, so one moment. Midrabanan you can't do it. Even if they want you to do it, you can't do it. Because of there's an Isidrabanan, you might come to do more than, more than absolutely necessary, and there's gonna be chiefs, chenek uh, the shrugging. So one moment. We have a Gavaldika Eitzah, if you're allowed to do midaraisa. And the only concern is maybe you're gonna do a little bit more than necessary, so have your parent be Michael you. Have them say, Shaifla, give me the haircut, give me the injection, take out the splinter. Ah, you're concerned you might do a little bit more than you need to, so you know what? I'm Michael. I'm Michael on the Hako. So either way, you're covered. The bases are all covered over here. There's no issue of, 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 uh, Isra Bishoyge, because I'm Michael it. Why didn't the Gemara just give that Eitzah? That's, that's an amazing way out. And that solves all the problems. So the implication of the Gemara itself seems to be that Mechila doesn't work. And, and that's again, the majority overwhelming consensus of the place comes in Mechila doesn't work. And the Gemara does seem to back this up because the Gemara doesn't offer this as a way out. And Shulchan Aruch doesn't offer this as a way out as well. So what is the way? Does that mean you can't give your parents injections ever? If your parents is, is visiting, they want you to take out a splinter, they want you to bandage them, you're not allowed to do it, you can't give your parents a haircut. You can't give your parents a haircut. So the Ramah gives an allowance for this. And the Ramah, this is quoting Ramban, and a Rambam, when, you, when are you not allowed to perform medical procedures on your parents that may make them bleed? When there's someone else that could do it. If there's no one else around, and your parent is suffering, and there's no one else around that can do this, then you can put the leeches on them, that's the case over there. The amputation, whatever it is, whatever they're asking you to do. So here we have a qualification and a lance from the Ramah. The Ramah says that there is an exception to this Isidrabani. Midrabani not allowed to do it because we don't want we don't want to get close to a Chiv Shoigeg Midaraisa. However, if there's no one else around to do it and they're in distress, they're suffering, then you may do it. So there is a clear exception of here, and that starts with not and there's no one else that can do it. So if there's no one else to give them the injection, no one else Two, take out the splinter, no one else to give the haircut, you're allowed to do it. What's the Hagdara, what's the definition of no one else is around to do it? What does that mean no one else is around to do it? How does that look in Halacha? So in Halacha it looks like this. No one else being around meaning, it means immediately, there's no one else that can do it conveniently. Meaning, if, if to, to, to have them, they're staying by you, and they need regular injections, and to get those injections you have to go upstairs, go across the street, find someone else to come to the house. That's inconvenient, that's, that's already called There's no one else. This is the most convenient way is for the child to do it. It also means, um, if they'll save money by having the child do it. That's also called EFSHA. Let's say the child is a surgeon, and the parent needs some type of uh, a tonsillectomy. The parent needs some kind of surgery. Wisdom teeth removed. You bleed a lot when you get your wisdom teeth removed. They go to anyone out there, how much does it cost to get your wisdom teeth out? If you don't have dental insurance? A thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. 
That's uh, four kiddushes in Orat Torah. A thousand dollars. With, with herring. What? Three. Three kiddushes. Three kiddushes. Okay. So clearly a lot of money. With the, with the herring and the, and the brumfin. Um, so that's, that's a lot of money. It's going to cost your parents a thousand dollars. And they have someone that can do it. You don't do wisdom teeth at home, right? Not like it's more convenient for them to get it done by you. But if you do it, you'll do it for free, right? Or you'll do half price for your parents, right? But you'll save them a lot of money. So that's also called if it's more convenient for you to do it or if they'll save money by you doing it. That's called that you're really the only candidate. You're allowed to do it if it's saving them money or saving them time and convenience. Also, what if they say, I, 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 I only feel safe in your hands. I only want you to do it. I feel safe in your hands. I trust you. I don't trust any of these crazy doctors. I trust you. I'm safe in your hands. That's also called that it's not shy through anyone else. And you, once again, would have the right to do it. So in these three situations, these three cases, um, if they say, they're saving money or it's saving convenience and time or they say, I feel safe in your hands, you're allowed to do it. So what about a haircut? What about a haircut? It would be the same thing. If they don't trust their hair to anyone else, no one else knows how to cut my hair. You know, we know what it's like getting haircuts. You know, it's a, this is a very touchy, very personal subject, uh, a very personal matter, who you trust your hair with. So, once again, they don't trust their hair to anyone else, then you're allowed to give them the haircut. But flipping that around, if a parent asks you to perform something, to, to, injection, if there's no one else around to give them the injection, you give them the injection. Something like a haircut or surgery, one should first try to uh, encourage your parents to have someone else do it. But if they insist, you have to hear from your parents, no, I only want you to do it because I only trust you, because I only like the way you give me haircuts, then one may do it. But what the, the responsibility of a child is first to demur and to try to suggest that someone else should do it. Yeah? What if I'm like the best surgeon on particular things? Should I still suggest them to go to another surgeon, even though I'm the best one to do it? You mean you don't trust anyone else? I, I, I'm recognized as the best surgeon for this. Yeah, for sure, then you're allowed to do it. Then it's EF Shai if you're clearly... Better than everyone else. Oh, yes. What about grandparents? What about grandparents? Does the same answer apply to grandparents? So the answer is no. The answer is no. And here this, this is unanimous. The place can be quite clear on the matter. The isurim of hitting your father, cursing your parents, and disgracing them is limited to parents, the first generation. Grandparents, there's no isurim. So you don't have to even be the best guy to perform surgery on the zayda. You don't have to be the one that they're specifically asking for. With the zayda, these isurim do not apply. What? You can beat him up. You can beat him up. Go for it. The Zayda, the Baba. That's right. Baba was given to the Hanukkah. That's right. You can beat him up. Um, you can, you can, you can, uh, that's right. You can, you can, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, bind them up with duct tape, throw them into the closet until they, 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 they agree to your terms. Right? Hanukkah Gelb. Okay. If it would be the same situation, then no one else is able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Accord, I, I, what? Same thing. Same thing. This is only, Mamish, this is limited to, to your immediate parents. 
and here it's different than Kibbutz Aim. I, I, I apologize, Rabbi, I have to run in the happiness. Just one last thing to wrap up. One last thing, one last thing. So we said, Makhlev. There's a, you can't disgrace your parents either. Again, it's limited mamish to immediate parents. Your in-laws, you're allowed to beat them up. There's no Israel, there's no Chiv Chanuk beating up your in-laws. That's right, that's right, that's right. Mamish, no Israel. No Israel. Um, your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, okay. Rabbi Yisrael, Makla of Avimo. Or Makla of Avimo. You're not allowed to disgrace your parents. This is a very big one. This is this is very, very big. Again, the Chila doesn't work over here. Your parent cannot tell you that I'm Michael. I don't know what parent would tell you, but we're going to get to that in a moment. In general, it's hard to understand why a parent wouldn't be Michael dead. What does it mean to be Makla, to disgrace your parents? It means to talk down to them. It means to talk to them beneath the, the, the love of respect, to disrespect them. There's a certain civility and respect that you have for, for everyone around you. When you speak to them, like you speak to the, to the, to the, to the guy, you know, to, to the guy who lives on the streets, the homeless person, that's makla of avima. When you talk down to them, disgrace them, and disrespect them. And there's an order, a special curse reserve for this. And the Sefer, a Hasidim, says something scary. He takes this a step further. He says, not only you can't verbally, uh, have that relationship with them, but even, even mentally. You can't look at your parents as disgraceful people. Mac, including Mac Love of Ima is to look at them as Nidriga mentioned, disgraceful people, you know, street people. You can't look, you have to look at your parents as people to, to respect, look at them as respectable people, even if maybe they aren't necessarily respectful, respectable people, if you view them as people that are Nikla, that are Nivze, people that are disgraceful, according to Sefer Hasidim, you are in violation of this. And Mechila doesn't work over here either. There's a, there's a, 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 a chilling, frightening Misa. I heard this uh, years and years and years ago from uh, Rav Berkowitz. Rav Yitzel Berkowitz was personally involved in this Misa. There's a kid who got messed up by his parents. These things can happen. Mamish got messed up by his parents. Okay? His parents messed him up. And he was a teenager, seeing therapists, and they were trying to do their very best to help this kid out. Okay? And one therapist told him, the only way you're going to recover is, if, and the parents at that point, the parents also... Uh, woke up a little bit, realized that they had messed this kid up, and they were, you know, felt bad. They were sending him to the top therapist, trying to heal their kid, trying to fix their kid. Um, so the therapist told the kid, the only way you're going to recover is if you're able to, you can shout at your parents, scream at them, call them every curse word in the book, just let it all out. You need to get all that anger out. Is what the therapist said. This is, how, this is your only, your healing will only come when you can really, everything that you're thinking, all that anger and rage, that you'll scream and shout at your parents. The Shiloh was, was he allowed to do this? And the parents were, the parents were willing to go along with this. The parents really wanted to see the kid recover. And the psak that he got was, no, the kid's not allowed to, because that is mechila on calling. The kid can't disgrace his parents, can't disrespect his parents, and is not going to work over there. So the bottom line is, don't mess up your kids, Rabbi Say. There's still hope. We have to be very careful not to mess up our kids, because it's shy to mess up your kids in a way that the road to recovery may be very, very difficult. Okay, thank you all for joining. And next week we begin a new sugya, a new topic in the Sunday Morning Breakfast and Learn program. We should have a lot of siyad raising our children properly and respecting our parents who raised us also properly. What if our parents are